Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! It's Champions League night. Celtic just a couple of hours away from stepping onto the Metropolitano in Madrid. Atletico against Celtic. Game four in this group. Champions League, they've got one point so far. Brendan Rodgers saying, yep. He knows they need more. A point is a must tonight. Yeah, I think there's there's no doubt. But we're not we're not daft either. We uh, we know that this is a game where we want to uh, get a positive result in to take into the final two games. Former Celtic striker Andy Walker is here. Andy, you love these European nights. We all do. How are you feeling about this one? Well, looking forward to the game, especially after Celtic's uh, performance uh, a couple of weeks ago and the home match against Atletico. It's one of the best Celtic uh, first half performances I've seen for a long time I don't hold out much hope for them tonight I think this was the game when you saw the, the draw being made very difficult for Celtic to get anything I hope so I just can't see it Leanne Crichton is with us Leanne we, we all love European football there's not much bigger is there than Atletico Madrid against Celtic No it's massive absolutely massive um, but I would need to agree with Andy I think it's going to be a really tough night for, for Celtic you can only hope that they can keep up the performance levels that they've shown throughout the group which I think have been very good they've been getting better game on game thoroughly enjoyed the, the game a week past at Celtic Park I thought they were outstanding and again it's one of those games that you look back on and you think what if uh, if only you could have held on but I do see progression in Celtic as I say with regards to performance and it'll be a huge ass tonight but no doubt they'll give it everything to try and perform and, and look to get that result and if they could click the way they clicked two weeks ago in the first half especially Leanne you never know well that's it that's it you know I think when you look at losing a, a player like Hitati though for me that's a huge loss especially in this type of competition I think he's the one in the middle of the pitch that along with a Callum McGregor adds that different type of tempo and quality in the ball he can unlock a defence he covers the grass very, very well as you need to do. So it'll be interesting to see what the team selection is tonight and how Brendan Rodgers looks to try and fill that void. He was asked about injuries after the weekend. I don't think there's any major issues. Yeah, yeah, everyone everyone great. Came through the the games really well. We obviously were able to, to play some players uh, that haven't had so much game time and they've all come through really well. So, uh, so yeah, we come in good health. Who's going to step in, do you reckon, for Rail Hatati? Is it David Turnbull, who was in form at the weekend? He's certainly been knocking on the door, hasn't he? Uh, he's back in his corner as well. He's added goals to his game, but I think it'll be a different type of performance tonight. Whether he'll stick with Bernardo, who he looked to, he brought on and replaced again um, when Hatati went out. So I've got a feeling it'll be Bernardo. I would like to see David Turnbull get an opportunity because I do think his performance levels are very, very good, particularly domestically, and he just always seems to miss out in that European stage. Andy, what do you feel? I think Bernardo will get the, the nod. Uh, I like Turnbull. I think it's really interesting that these contracts up at the end of the year. I hope he can, if he wants to stay in Scottish football, if he still wants to take part in Champions League games. But I understand he'll be an attractive guy for some of the clubs down in England who've got a bit of money to spend. Uh, I'm sure he'll have options. What you're seeing from him is something a bit different for Celtic. A guy that can score 
from outside the box and that has been priceless in the last couple of games Here's someone coming on the line who has watched them for many many years Stephen Reside our now celebrity Motherwell fan Evening Stephen How you doing guys alright? Hi Stephen. Hi Stephen Yeah we're good What about David Turnbull? I think you tweeted about him the other day or x or whatever or your Insta <laughs> I think he deserves more respect than he gets to the Celtic supporters I think you look at that I think he's our second top goal scorer this season yeah. and he's, he's spent 75% of the season on the bench I just think he's an easy target and I think it's maybe because he hasn't done it in the big games but you look at the games in the week of it Against your boss county, Justin Murray, he's always scoring in those games. He's, um, I think he'd actually thrive in England, where he maybe get a wee bit more time on the ball. Um, and you get players round about him to do his running. I don't think Postecoglou's system suited him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lot more suited to playing for the end and the other side, where players round about him can do his running, and it just always him to focus on that ten position if you like, um, and the playing yeah. stuff. I, I think the level of competition he's up against, Stephen. If you were to pick Celtic's top three midfielders, I, I think you would go with Callum McGregor, Hatati if he was fit, O'Reilly if he was fit, and and no one, no one, I think would argue with that. And Turnbull, I think when he gets an opportunity, he doesn't seem to let anyone down. I I, I agree with you. I think he's got great ability, but Celtic's best three midfielders would be the ones that I've just named there. Leanne. I wouldn't agree with Stephen. I don't think he, he gets the respect that he deserves, but equally, as Andy's saying there, the competition in that middle area of the pitch for Celtic has been so, so strong. And that's why I, I really like David Turnbull domestically, and I think he gives you so, so much. I listened to the show, actually. I don't know if it was last Thursday I caught a bit of it. Steve McGinn was speaking about him, I think, or the Wednesday night, whenever the game was. He actually pre scripted the game and how it would play out that David Turnbull would score outside of the box a bit of magic <laughs> you could obviously yeah. see it. that's the type of quality that he gives you and he's so so consistent with that um, the penalty kicks as well you can see he's got a bit of character about him as well he likes the pressure he wants to take that onus and that responsibility I just think it's the legs and the energy getting about the pitch that when it comes to games like tonight neither Ange Postecoglou fancied him in that system last season where things were a bit quicker and the turnovers were a bit quicker and equally tonight, it's going to be up against a top-level opposition. But Stephen, I think you're right. I, I don't know if I see David Turnbull staying at Celtic beyond the end of the season. And I think he would be suited down in England and he would probably go there and absolutely thrive or somewhere else in Europe that the, the style of football is, is very much a, I, a David Turnbull style. I watched Ryan Christie at the weekend uh, playing for Bournemouth against Man City. I mean, they lost 6-1, yeah. eh, Paul, but Ryan Christie was excellent. Uh, his work rate was terrific. He was decent on the ball when when he had it. And there's a guy who's down, uh, you know, he went to the championship, eventually got a bit of promotion with Bournemouth. He's playing in the top flight and he looked apart. He was linking up well with Solanke. They had a couple of chances, Bournemouth. But uh, Turnbull, I think, is someone that would attract a lot of interest from some decent clubs. Stephen, I suspect you're on your way to the other big game tonight at Perth. Yeah, I'm on my way over. We're going to grab some food before the game and watch a new castle game, so I'm on my way. Right. You're going to grab some points? <laughs> uh, well, we've not been doing enough of that. Um, I'm really hoping that we do. We need to, and I would like to see us get back to passing the ball. I thought against Kilmarnock, we tried to be direct, get it up to the front men really quickly, and, and it didn't really work. We weren't winning enough second balls, and, it was a really, really poor performance and then you couple in Liam Kelly's mistake yeah. uh, for the goal. So, 
Um, it's vital tonight that they were robust. We defend well, um, but we need to get service to meet everybody there because if we do that, you're going to make things happen for us. I'd seen you tweeted something along those lines, Stephen, actually, the other day. and I, I, I know probably Stuart Kettlewell had made that decision and been a bit more direct because of the, the surface, and I think he alluded to that in his, his post-match interview. He'd spoke about it. But I think you're right. You know, Weeks ago when we watched Motherwell playing against St Mirren, very unlucky to lose out. Went to Ibrooks, very unlucky yeah. to lose out. Moved the ball really well. Created numerous opportunities. Celtic matched them yeah. for huge spells in the game they were rotten against Motherwell eh, against Aberdeen last week at yeah no I know and this yeah. is where you you wonder if just the pressure yeah. now starts mm-hmm. to kick in a little bit and even as a management team you start to question your philosophy because it, it does become a very cutthroat business in sure. the sense that points are everything and if you don't pick up points then the scrutiny just intensifies so a huge night tonight though Stephen what's your thoughts on the game yeah, I think that we should have enough and the team to win. No, I think I do think that that Wayne Miller has been has been a, a big miss. It was a big miss on Saturday. And I think he's out tonight as well. So I'm I'm still hoping that we have uh, the confidence to pass through midfield. But I think having somebody like Wayne in there gives you the ability to do that because he's so good on the ball. So I'm hoping that that, that whoever comes in, we've got another few injury doubts in Brody Spencer, Paul McGinn, and Callum Butcher. So we've not got an issue to see injuries, but I'm just hoping that, that we can we can grind out a result. Listen, I've said that we I wanted to pass the ball about, but yeah. look, it doesn't need to be pretty for me. As long as we get three points, I will not care. I think the calls for Kettlewell being under pressure or maybe about to get the sack are a bit premature. Yeah. He's got a seventy percent undefeated record as multiple manager, so I think he's entitled to a bit of time. Andy, I went tonight then. All the well. I'm hoping so. I'd imagine St. Johnson are going to get a bit of a lift, not uh, not just from the fact they've got a new manager whose first game in charge, the fact that they beat Kilmarnock uh, recently. Yep. Um, but Motherwell need to improve. I mean, I, I spoke to Stuart Kettlewell after the game against Aberdeen and he was, he was astonished and bamboozled, I think, at the lack of very basic passing against Aberdeen last week. And he didn't want to... You know, the fact that they got a couple of goals, uh, I think he realised they were well beaten in pretty much every department. So um, it's a tough one for them tonight. And uh, But on their day, they're absolutely capable of getting something. But there's no groundswell of support for change of manager again, is there, Leanne? I don't think so. That's a great win rate when you take the whole body of work last season and absolutely. this season. No, yeah. I think Stuart's carried out a, a, an incredible job and yeah. really quite a quick turnaround as well when you look at the form last season and how quickly it changed and you know I didn't mind listening to him um, post-match at the weekend and he was a bit prickly with a couple of the questions he was asked and he can a bit back in terms of that you know nobody's asking questions when you you go on really good runs and, and people don't really want to speak about that so I think for Motherwell it's important that they get back to winning ways um, it's been a run of form that yes they took the plaudits early on in terms of performances and narrowly missing out but the reality is where they find themselves now is you you would rather be looking up the table than looking over your shoulder Scoreline tonight what do you think Leanne? I'm going to go 2-0 Motherwell 2-0 for the well Andy? Going for a score draw 1-1 one, one. and Stephen? I'm going to go 2-1 Motherwell 2-1 Motherwell everyone here's uh, hoping Stephen hope so. <laughs> put smiles in the faces yeah, at Fur Park Cheers, Stephen. Thanks very much for your call. 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney here with Andy Walker and Leanne Crichton. And Ross is on the line. Good evening, Ross. 
Hi Paul, how you doing all right? Yeah, good, how are you? Hi Ross. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Hi Ross. Yeah, Ross, Celtic fan. How are you feeling for tonight? Um, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm quite worried. I think tonight could be one of the nights where it goes to either three or four. Um, but I really hope Celtic can get something, but I really don't see it, to be honest, Paul. What do you think it will take, yeah. Ross, in terms of the performance? And we were just speaking a few moments ago with regards to that midfield position. No Hitati, obviously still missing at this level. Who do you think will be the player that comes in to, to fill that void? I think Leon also this season. Brendan seems to have this kind of erratic change every now and then. And we've seen it with Awata and stuff. And I, I think Tumble should start. Um, but again, for week to week, you just don't know what Celtic team you're going to get. Um, but I think, in all, in all honesty, tonight, I just think Atletico, we've seen it at Parkhead, there's spells where Celtic can, can, exploit, can exploit them, but they've got a quality starting 11 from, from start to finish. So I think Celtic need to be at it from the get-go, but I think tonight it's going to be a tough ask for Celtic to get anything out of the game. Let's see if there's any clues from the manager last night when he met the media, in front of the media this time last night. Uh, in Madrid, but we can take a lot of confidence from it for for a number of reasons. I think that uh, the football and the level of football that we played was was fantastic. Um, the second half, we, we showed our adaptability in the in the game because it's the modern game. You know, if you're a, if you're a team that is that is really dominant in your in your sort of national league, then you may not have to change system so much. You can stay very much. Uh, with that one system. For us, the, the flexibility in the game is important. If we do have to change, it doesn't take away from our style. We always want to be a team that is aggressive, that uh, looks to to play the way we want to play, uh, no matter whatever the system is. So that adaptability is is important. So I was really pleased with, with that in the in the first game, but also our style in terms of looking to impose the game. Uh, and we want to do similar tomorrow Andy they want to impose themselves on the game I suppose they have to <laughs> it's one thing saying it isn't yeah, it it's another thing yeah you can thing. see it yeah. I mean I, I, I look at uh, the likes of Witzel and Koke and Griezmann eh, Marata the goal scorer what a goal he got um, last eh, sorry a couple of weeks yeah. ago they, they're, they're, they're full of quality and uh, you know I thought Celtic Celtic's first half performance was some of the best football I've seen from a, a Celtic team for, for quite some time if they can replicate that They've got every chance because I thought they were really good going up against a, a top side. But in their own backyard tonight and the fact that the group is still so very much open, I don't know what's going to happen in the final Lazio game, but Madrid will want to secure all three points at home and I, I think they're good enough to do it. What's your team tonight for both of you? You said probably Paolo Bernardo. Yeah, I would agree with, with Ross. You know, I would like to see David Turnbull get the opportunity, mm. but I just don't think that that's the way Brendan Rodgers will, will look at it. He looked straight away to to Bernardo um, in the home tie. So no, I don't. I think it will be you know a like for like Celtic team across the back. If if everybody's fit and available, you'll have Johnson that will be in there. Yeah. Taylor at full back. Your two centre backs, I think, speak for themselves. Middle of the pitch will be Turnbull that comes in to replace Hitati from the previous game. In the front three, I think again picks itself with Palma. Kyogo and Maeda and I would need to agree with Andy I thought the, the football that Celtic played 
in the opening 20 minutes at Celtic Park was blistering the that, way they, they passed pressed moved the ball the goal that they scored in terms of the link up play between O'Reilly and Kyogo yeah. was top level European football there, I would there, need to there say there wasn't a better goal anywhere in Europe last no. week than that Kyogo no. goal it was a thing of beauty really get, getting you off the your seat type stuff it was really top class Ross that was a special moment for you yeah no definitely um, and I think just obviously based on what the guy said there um, just Celtic basically need to get something tonight if we don't get anything out of this game tonight we're essentially heading out of Europe um, and I know it's going to be a tough ask but I think Celtic need to be at it um, in terms of for the word go and I think if we can replicate anything from the game at Celtic Park then yeah I'll take it but yeah I think it's going to be a it's going to be a hard ask anyway because Atletico are a, 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 superb, a superb side um, but I think for me, Tumbo needs to start. If, uh, he scored last last week. He scored at the weekend. If he doesn't start tonight, then but, uh, I I just ask the question: What's the point in Tumbo being there then? Because he's not going to if he's not going to play in the biggest games, then why be there? But the question will be, Andy, who's the right person for lot, that? Listen, a lot of managers like players who are totally committed, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's maybe sometimes a sign. Listen, come on, we've offered you a contract, yeah. sign it. The player knows uh, going into the last year of his deal, he'll he'll have options at the end of the season. He's starting to get a bit of game time now. He's showing everyone what he's he's capable of. Anyone who can hit the target, never mind score goals uh, from outside the box. I think there's a there's a place for someone like that, and um, he's also got international experience. Sure. So mm-hmm. I think he's a, an attractive player for a lot of clubs. I'll tell you the other thing, Ross, and all of you. After watching last night, you need to keep. 11 players on the park. You know, Tottenham, Angie's team last night, Ross, as you know, went down to 10 men, then nine, and uh, only one goal in it, nearly equalising the, what, 93rd minute, but lost 4-1. So, Ross, thinking about the Feyenoord game, you need to keep everyone on the pitch. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a, that, that that's key, by keeping players in the park. Um, the Feyenoord game just proved that when you lose players at this level, it becomes yeah. difficult. It's difficult anyway, but I think when you go down to nine men and 10 men, I think that, the, the task becomes even harder um, and I think tonight is just about keeping our discipline and hopefully hopefully trying to minimise Athletic I think if, if, if Athletic will score the early doors it's going to be a tough ask but I think if we can get to half time still nil nil, I would be quite happy and take that I, I know they lost on Friday night yeah. but six home games and they've won every single one this season I think that tells you how strong they are and in front of their own support. They've had quite a break, haven't they? So that was uh, yeah. Canary Islands at the weekend, yeah. then back and rest up until now. Callum McGregor was uh, alongside his manager speaking last night. Within the group, we, we need a result that's that's going to change that that mentality and, and the way that you approach the games. You you go into them full of confidence and, and almost expecting a result. So like you said, at some point, you know, the performance and, and probably what we deserve at the performance is, is then translated into the result that can be the catalyst for, for things moving forward. But, you know, like the manager said there, the, the performance levels in the first few games of the group have, have been slowly getting better. So, um, like I said, it's a, it's a mindset switch that, that we have to try and come here, perform the way that we want to, and can we back that up by getting a big result as well? Yeah, listen, I think we played well in the in the three games. And, and I think as each game has gone on, the, the level of performance has has been better. I think we haven't had the breaks that we probably wanted from the games. But in terms of performance level, and in particular the last game, we were we were very very good. But we're under no illusions. We understand we're coming to a 
you know, fantastic stadium play against a really good team. But we're, we're really excited by that challenge. Ross, you came on with a bit of trepidation. We can understand it. It's not going to disappear in five minutes. But what do you think? What, what are you really hoping for? What do you think you could achieve tonight? I think my, my, my head's probably telling me, Paul, that we're going to lose tonight. Um, and, and that's probably the majority of people's feelings. But I, I think if Celtic can get a point, I would be more than happy to accept a point. And if we get out there a point and then go to Rome on the basis that if we beat Lazio, it then comes down to that game at Celtic Park. Um, so I think minimum we need a point tonight, at least, I think. I don't think it's unrealistic, you know, to go and look for that point, which I think is quite good as well in European football is the back-to-back doubleheader, where at times it could go for you or against you. Now, what Celtic will need to have learned quickly is that they probably don't have the energy levels to maintain the performance that they showed early on in the game, because when you looked at it at Celtic Park, it gradually just tapered off as the minutes ticked by. What you need now is a plan B when you go there tonight to be ready. So do you come out the blocks flying and you look to try and get your noses in front and then you have a different type of system and and style of play that you look to try and contain Madrid and use the ball a bit better? Um, Or do you look to be compact, robust and sit in at least until half-time, as Ross says, and be in the game and then you can use that energy in the second half? I think for Brendan Rodgers, that's now the ask. Can you go and problem-solve it and take it to a different level? But I don't think you can write Celtic off because... I think they've shown a lot of guts and determination this far in the tournament, but the record itself doesn't look too great. Yeah, you'd imagine Celtic will need to score their last 34 Champions League games and they've had one clean sheet. And that's what continually makes it difficult for Celtic to win these games. Ross, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! The big game is not in town tonight. It's in Madrid. I said, have you been there, Leanne Creighton? I've not. I've never oh, been to Madrid. You've got I've to heard go. so much about yeah. it. Yeah, no, definitely on the bucket list to one of the cities to visit. Isn't it, Andy? It's An one of the great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You've played in Dortmund there up uh, against Newcastle tonight. Yeah. Of course, that would be some game as well. They started brilliantly and then found it tough, but it's a huge game for them. We'll be watching, obviously, Feyenoord Lazio. What, what do we want from a Scottish point of view, a Celtic point of view, to happen in that one? Feyenoord, obviously. Well, you either want a draw or you want Feyenoord uh, to, to win yeah. in the hope that Celtic can catch Lazio with, with two games to go. There's a three three point gap there. And they could. They've definitely got the ability. Yeah. Celtic just need to be, they need to enjoy a bit of luck. Uh, they need to play well tonight. The last thing they want to do is is get uh, battered over in Spain, which is which has happened before. But I just keep going back to the quality of football that Celtic played a couple of weeks ago against Atletico. I just thought it was fantastic. It shows you what they're capable of. Anything close to that tonight, and they've got a really good chance. The stat that you mentioned, Andy, just before the news there with regards to the clean sheets, that's massive in European football, isn't it? Isn't it? Because mm-hmm. to go away to a place like that in Madrid where you know it's going to be hostile, you know it's going to be tough, you know you're going to be asked questions, but first and foremost, if you can go there and give yourself a really strong defensive structure and foundation and stay in the game for as long as you possibly can, you know a team like Celtic, they'll always create, no doubt about it, they will always create because they've got players now that are pushing that level that can play off the cuff moments of magic whether you're even speaking about a David Turnbull a Kyogo a Matt O'Reilly a Maida on the press so many players Palmer you look at the quality and the goals that he's scored recently from distance as well but the defensive bit is massive because the reality is you're probably not going to go there and score two and three goals 
So it might just take one goal to edge it, but you need to keep the back door closed. Well, I believe so. We, we, you know, the cynics will probably tell us that we, you know, we've only got one point. But for for a club and a team like ourselves, it's all about improving that level of confidence, and that all comes through performance. And we maybe haven't quite had the the results and the points on the board, especially in the last two games that we would have deserved. But we're uh, we're we're very happy with with the performance level. So, but we want to keep that going, and we want to uh, see if we can take more points out of the next three games than what we did in the first three. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? You'll be watching it tonight. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It was such a great game on the telly last night. Leanne, something happened in your household. Bit For, of a drama. Forgot to put the bin out, didn't we? Disaster. I know, shocking. <laughs> Nothing worse when you're woken up to the, the bin men leaving yeah. and you've you've missed the drop-off. So it's a two-week wait as well now in Glasgow. You were glued to the telly last night. You might find me up it. at the recycling yeah. centre between now and uh, two weeks on Tuesday. And the thing is, if you didn't see anything and you saw it 4-1, oh. Chelsea, you'd be like, what? I know. Hammering and yet 93 minutes gone, it was 2 1 Chelsea. You're, and Spurs nearly got that equaliser. You're spot on, Paul. I thought yeah. that last night. I thought anybody that clicks on the, yeah. the app and checks the score for this game mm. and thinks it's 4 1, they're going to look at it and go, the wheels have come off Ange Postacoglu's side tonight. But it's not until you actually see the chances that were created, the guts and determination that they showed at 10 players down, nine. Um, I mean, the commentary team are driving me nuts. So listening to Gary Neville going on about that high line for yeah. literally 45 minutes or 50 minutes, I thought, right, we get we get the picture. They're playing the same way they've played the whole season and they're not willing to change, even though they've got a disadvantage in terms of the players. But when I seen the the dire one hit the back of the net to go 2-2 two two and then the, the flag goes up, I just thought, wow. What, you know, the roof would have come off that stadium had they went to VAR and checked that and the goal had it stood um, but what a game of football it had absolutely everything I, I think it's interesting to contrast the emotions of Mikel Arteta with regard to refereeing decisions and Ange Postecoglou yeah. and he seems to take a different view on VAR where you're just standing around a lot and it, it's eroding the you know the referee's authority which I think is an interesting point yeah. And I do think sometimes watching games north and south of the border, referees will go with a yellow in the hope, uh, uh, sorry, in the knowledge that you know they get it wrong or someone else's opinion, they can upgrade it to a, a, a red. And so often I've seen in games, especially in Scotland, where the communication is rotten. I mean, the Motherwell last week, for example, they put up on the screen a VAR checking offside. Mm-hmm. The, the game had actually restarted and they were so far behind, you know, giving information to to the guy to the guys who have actually paid money to get into the stadium. Yeah. There's a lot to be improved upon. And I think even when you saw that offside goal on Saturday at uh, in Dingwall mm-hmm. with Maida, I mean the the camera yeah. shot is not conclusive that that was offside. And and we do have a a lighter version of VAR. With us is the somebody described you as the Don, as in the Italian, is it not the Donna? Yeah, of uh, VAR because you do it every week know, on on sports. Speak so, so much about it. Yeah, what do you feel about it? I mean, is it time to scrap it? But that's not going to happen. But look, look at last night. It was amazing. I thought the referee did well. Don't mm. know what you think. No, I thought the, re- the referee but, I mean, did. Was that nine minutes in the first half uh, or more? No, twelve, 12 minutes. Sorry, which twelve. I, which I'm not convinced there was twelve minutes of stoppage time sure. in the first half. I would need to say, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Even in the women's WSL, I was speaking to Rachel Corsi the other week. Now, bearing in mind they don't operate with VAR, one of the halves in their games, there was 12 minutes additional time added on. Now, there was not, there was no serious injuries. 
So referees are actually trying mm. to add on the time that the ball's out of play. I think they spoke about it in Sky Sports last night in the first half the ball was in play for around 24 minutes, which is probably an average, right. yeah. even in that time. You know, not when, when not you, out of, uh, what was that then? That was 57 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. normally in a 90-minute game, you're yeah. lucky if you get over 50 minutes that the ball's in play. That's just the reality of football. Um, but it's crazy. But I thought the referee handled it well last night because there was so many big moments, um, pressure moments yeah. as well. And, and also the pressure comes with the time and the length that the decisions take. But for me, look, if you could go back and change it before we'd even started, the bit for me is it's, it's evolving in all the wrong ways as we continue to use VAR, where I feel week by week just now, the grey area is getting greater and greater and the black and white is getting smaller. Yeah. And, and that comes and down to things like the offside rule, which we were told, offside is offside. Well, it's no longer offside. It's down to an interpretation and subjectivity as to what that referee thinks, i.e. the interference of an attacking player has been, as we've seen last night in the, the Spurs-Chelsea game. I, I just think we were sold a dummy. I mean, I know that Leanne was at the same uh, presentation that I was. I, I found it to be really slick and professional you said. and well-presented. But we will only get involved in, in matters that are clear and obvious. These terrible errors that we see from time to time were actually forensic in so yeah. many uh, looks at different things. And some some shirt pulls will be a penalty and some won't. It's, uh, it's really bizarre. But they're sucking the life out of the game, aren't they, for the fans at the ground watching it because you celebrate and then you think well is it a goal even it looks a clear you know there's no great doubt about offside or whatever but then they roll it back they go back to the other penalty mm. area they go back what 30 seconds 40 seconds check if something happened you know yeah. Yeah, moments you're before you're virtually re-refereeing the game which I know in instance and they told like, us that wouldn't happen exactly well. which, so last, which last night even if you think from a Spurs perspective where yeah. the goal that the equaliser is disallowed you know, and the fans then go, yeah. brilliant, the goal's offside. And then they go, no, but hold on a minute, we're going back, sure. another, yeah. <laughs> we're going back another attacking phase to see sure. a possible penalty yeah. now. And then, as Andy mentioned, a lot of people within the stadium won't know that that is a translation and that is what is being looked at at that time. And if you're talking about 12 minutes added on time, you think for the fan perspective, yeah. the amount of time that's mm -hmm. spent, you know, Ange Postecoglou sure. says there's too much time spent standing around, which is what it must feel like. Um, for managers and coaches on the sideline as well so it's been a frustration um, albeit I did think it got off to a better start in Scotland this season but we've, we seem to have tapered off with that and probably in the last eight weeks I think there's been so many kind of controversial moments and again a lot of stuff that comes down to subjectivity which we had hoped would have been removed from the introduction of our So we know who's in the League Cup final the Via Play Cup final Aberdeen on Saturday Rangers on Sunday Andy um Philippe Clement, first five games, hasn't lost a game. Is it, he is making a difference at Rangers? Can you see some changes in the confidence yeah, still getting yeah. out there in a the cup final? Yeah, I think he is making a difference. And I just like his uh, his chat. Mm -hmm. He's, as I said, from the from the day he was first introduced, he's calm and he's measured. He doesn't make outrageous statements. Um, and I, I like the way he goes about his business. I also like the line that he gave everyone. Remember, I'm not a magician. Yeah. I think he realises that this squad probably isn't good enough to win the title and it will need uh, you know, some additions in January. It'll be very interesting to see if that's one, two players or is it three, four or five. I know it's potentially a, a difficult win window in comparison to the summer one, but 
If Rangers are serious about chipping away at this lead that Celtic have, I think they need better players. Celtic have got, in my view, a, a better squad, notwithstanding all the injuries and suspensions that both clubs get. Let's see what you had to say on reaching the cup final. First, it's not my cup final, it's it's the, the club's cup final and from the players. So that's an important thing. So it's not a set individual satisfaction, it's a collective satisfaction. No, I'm really happy with that because it's also well-deserved and uh, the players are, are working hard. I'm really happy um, from the first second that I stepped into this club. I feel um, this uh, group of players, but also the staff around everybody in the club uh, doing it their maximum to, uh, to go in my way, um, to follow the story. And they're all working hard. So if you work hard, uh, you need to get also some satisfaction after. And an evening like this is very important in that way. Leanne? I think he speaks really well. You mm. know, I have to agree with Andy there. I think he's came in, um, he shoots straight from the hip. I don't think he, he messes about. He doesn't give you too much either, which was a probably a huge criticism of Michael Beal. I thought at times he tried to give you all the answers. I think he's very realistic, optimistic. I don't think you can change the Rangers squad too much just now in terms of really a style as such completely changing. But what I think he's instilled is a clear belief and in instruction and direction about what the expectation is. He speaks an awful lot about winning, um, about competing, about being the best team on the pitch, whether that means you are, can produce that for you know, 45 minutes or 90 minutes, which at times we haven't seen Rangers do. But the reality is whatever the performances look like, Rangers have got the result. Um, and they managed to do that again at the weekend so it's a huge incentive now for him and, and the club and the players certainly to go and get that first piece of silverware if you can maintain the gap as it is just now five points isn't an awful lot when you take into consideration the, the topics that we've discussed in recent weeks Paul with Celtic possibly losing the Asian yep. the, the players yep. that will go to the Asian Cup uh, in January which would be a huge blow if Celtic were to lose those types of players if you can strengthen, as Andy's just mentioned, whether you get the, the budget to bring in two or three quality key players that could make a difference. You're now getting guys like Danilo up to speed who look like they could be game changers in, in big moments. Um, so there's been a number of positive signs since he's come in and I think that was realistic for the remit that he was handed when he took over from Michael Beale. Andy, because you would imagine Celtic will strengthen. They'll have to strengthen in January. Yeah, Celtic have got the money. Um, I'd imagine they are already identifying. There's a potential there of getting a, a striker and someone who's got a bit of a pedigree, someone that they can get on loan, someone that Brendan Rodgers would trust to to make an impact in the, the Scottish game if it's only just a, a short-term deal. But yeah, Celtic have got the money to, to strengthen. And um, uh, I think when you look at Rangers, uh, they are capable absolutely of, of winning that, that trophy. I think they'll be huge favourites against Aberdeen. Um, but over the course of the season, I'm imagining both teams will drop points. I just can't see Celtic dropping as many mm. as Rangers. And of course, the next Old Firm game uh, is Celtic's home match and they've got a really good record there. That'll be some game, yeah. Leanne, sorry, you were going to jump be, in. No, I was yeah, just going please. to say as well that the European football could play a, a yeah. huge factor in that as well, as we know. And I think we've seen with Rangers at points in that European run, when you play Thursday, Sunday, you're always playing catch-up yeah. as well, whether Celtic are able to remain in Europe as well. Could be yeah. a telling factor in what that looks like in, in terms of the fixtures and the, the schedule. Um, 
But I would fancy both sides definitely strengthen somewhat in January and it's just whether Celtic can hold on to their key assets as well because no doubt the performance levels that some players have shown, particularly in Europe as well as domestically, there might be a few eyes on them. For sure. I see another Belgian is in the building at Ibrox and also up at Auchenhowie. 31-year-old Belgian is the new head of the academy, Zurab Amurian. He's been brought in. Uh, there's the academy director, Zeb Jacobs. So someone else, don't know if we know much about him yet, looking at both of you, but he is in the building. You can surely see the influence. Uh, it's obviously the club, but along with the manager, given that it's a Belgian, doesn't mean to say That's an interesting yeah. appointment as well, the fact that he, yeah. he's only 31 years yeah. old, you know, mm -hmm. coming into that type of structure. Not that he's, he won't have the experience and the skill set necessarily, but you think of the amount of bodies that have probably passed through Auchenhowie in, yeah. in terms of ex-players and coaches and other staff that have been there uh, and they've outreached again as you're saying what that influence looks like Paul so it'll be interesting to see if you can you know, there's any clear changes in terms of the structure and the dynamic of that academy set up You don't need to be Poirot to work that one out do you? The no, no I, I just want to, to see a lot of Scottish youngsters getting a, an opportunity to play um, it's very difficult to make an impact in Scottish football now even at you know right across the Scottish Premiership mm. so many of the clubs are turning to the, the lower leagues in England, are turning to experience. I, I love to see the likes of uh, Lennon Miller at Motherwell, for example, getting an opportunity at 17, and he needs to play for months on end, knowing what it takes to be a, a, a good player. Consistency makes you a good player, and you need to, you need to learn how to be one. Paro, Belgian. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Global Eco Energy, along with Leanne Crichton. 70-odd caps for Scotland. I want to say 72 Correct. for Scotland women's. Well yep. Andy Walker, former Scotland Celtic. I'm not going to do this. There's too many <laughs> clubs in there. Bolton Wanderers, Air United, Hibs. Yeah. Uh, can go on Newcastle United there in action tonight for a month. just looking there and of course Atletico Madrid against Celtic and you scored so many important goals for Celtic on that uh, centenary season the double season happy days still dining out in Andy <laughs> no you're actually very modest about it but that was an amazing season uh, Leanne you would just be very very young a young whippersnapper yeah you were but you just know, a tot in a club centenary to win the double up against a really strong Rangers it was the soonest revolution a really couple strong of years Aberdeen before. and yeah, Dundee point. United yeah for sure. great, great European teams mm. at that time. Even Absolutely. with Peter Grant. I'm only saying that because oh, I heard you, Peter. I heard you the other night. So, uh, nah. Looking forward to the games tonight. We just saw there on the screen the Westfalen Stadium. Uh, it's a, a phenomenal arena. Andy, you Yeah, lucky there. enough to play yeah. there. It was a disappointment. We'd beaten Dortmund and Glasgow. We beat them 2-1 and we went over for the second leg and they, they were very good. They beat us 2-0 uh, and uh, we just missed out. I think... In all honesty, I think I've said this before, Paul, we were a very naive European team. We, yeah. we didn't really, you know, defend. We didn't concentrate on defending. We didn't, we didn't uh, you know, defend in numbers. We always felt, no matter where we were playing, home or away, let's just go and try and win the game. And it was evident that that time that, uh, you know, against Partizan Belgrade... We lost 2-1 uh, away from home. We were winning 5-3 at home. So that was taking us through. And we were still trying to score another goal. And they went up the park and had that amazing 5-4 game. But um, 
Yeah, I think uh, Celtic are a different animal now. They've 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 got a chance of uh, doing something in Madrid tonight. Although they might have a, a slight similarity there in terms of that defensive structure, as we spoke yeah. about, that they do go yeah. all out at times to attack, and we've seen that even in moments in this current European campaign where they're chasing games, the Lazio game where they're chasing that winner. Yeah. And then they get caught, you know, and it is just that ability to defend your box and, and to do it properly. So And yet you can understand it, Leanne, can't you? Because they thought they'd scored, you know, the Palma goal, you thought it was two one and That's it, it just comes yeah. down to that naivety. I think I said that the other week when I was on where you you know, everybody in the stadium I think that night believed, you know, the people that were at home watching were, were looking at it and going, This is a, a brave Celtic performance, mm. they're chasing the winner. At no point I don't think could you see any other outcome other than Celtic going on to, to find that winner then it looks like they've got it and then you can still feel the energy in the stadium and they're still chasing it. And then it's that sucker punch because you you forget that you're up against good quality European opponents and that's what they'll do when you switch off. It's going to be uh, some night in Europe and we'll uh, continue. We'll get some more audio from, in fact, here is Callum McGregor talking about the big match tonight in Europe in general with Celtic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we spoke about it before the last game that I think for us in Europe, European football, there has to be a mentality change, there has to be a shift that when we go to the pitch then we, we believe and, and, and we don't want to come off the pitch until we get a result. So um, the performances, like the manager said, have been getting better and better. But I think the biggest thing that the players can, can take from that is, is trying to change that mentality that there's almost a, an expectation to to succeed and, and try and get through the group. So um, tomorrow night's a brilliant opportunity for the players that they're really excited to, to play in the stadium so we want to make sure it's a, a positive experience for ourselves. But the manager is well aware of who they're up against tonight. We know we're playing away from, from home against a very good side with, with top quality players but it's important for us to, to not wait in the game. We want to go and look to impose our style in the game but we also know we're going to have to defend and defend well at times against a, a very good side. So for us the notion is to, is to, to look to play our game to make a, a fast start in the game. And uh, obviously when the challenges that come, which they will do, then uh, we look to defend really strongly as a team to uh, uh, to combat that. But Celtic in the Champions League, Andy, and these are nights that you have to embrace. I mean, Ross the caller early on had a bit of trepidation, you can understand it, yeah. but you think about it, it's a long time until last season since Celtic had been at the top table. Yeah, but you just look at the stats. I mean, I've rattled off a couple already. Yeah. There's another one where they've lost the last nine in Spain. I mean, you go to Spain, you're up against a quality outfit. And Atletico Madrid, I think, showed their, their quality. They don't want to top this group. And, uh, you know, normally I would expect an Atletico Madrid side, they're not giving away many goals. Well, they have done in this this group. I think it was 3-2 against Feyenoord where, when they come back. We watched that game, right. in fact. Yep. Um, so it, it does show you that they're maybe not as strong as they have been in recent years in terms of uh, defending. They're giving chances away, they're giving goals away. That's what makes you think Celtic in top form with Maida, with uh, Palma. This is a stage that he wants, I think, to perform on. And uh, you've got a goal scorer, you've got a finisher in, in Kyogo. So you just hope Celtic can can take advantage, be at their best and get a result that will boost not only them, but Scottish football. Yeah, no, look, it's going to take a one hell of a effort, right enough, if, if Celtic are to go there tonight and get anything from the game. It comes down to the fact that I probably say it an awful lot. It's going to take Celtic players tonight for the majority of them to be, at minimum, 8 out of 10 performances yeah. and hope that 
guys like Marata and Griezmann and Koki that they don't perform at the same level and that they continue to do what Andy's just said they're offering up opportunities giving you that little bit of an incentive don't get me wrong they've conceded two at Celtic Park so Celtic know yeah. they can score yeah. against them that gives you a belief as a side and that's why I think it's quite good that this is the, the double header now when you look at it when it's probably quite tough when the, the scheduling the fixtures come out that you think we've got a yeah. double header against Atletico mm. Madrid but the reality is you need to play them anyway at some point so if you can go and problem solve the moments and, and the issues that they caused you at Celtic Park if you can switch on defensively and deal with those key moments if you can defend your box which is absolutely massive and we've seen the national team punished against Spain by not defending their box properly as well and against France and top level opponents you see at that level of the game how important it is so it's going to be huge for Celtic to be switched on across the board tonight and hope that your key players can produce that little bit of magic that might just give you that chance and do you think Celtic have been practising you know the set pieces if it's 98 99 minutes gone they need one goal they put everyone up including Joe Hart because that's what Lazio did and got the goal oh that was an <laughs> astonishing moment it's amazing when you see that happen I've been at a game actually last season where I saw a goalkeeper score but you've also got to remember the quality that Atletico Madrid have I mean I was yeah. so impressed yeah. with Griezmann we all know what a talented player he is yeah. but a couple of weeks ago in Glasgow his first touch is immaculate uh, his instant control, his vision, uh, the the little positions that he picks up. They always want to try and find him because they know he can receive it and uh, turn so quickly. And in Marata, you've got a you've got a, a really good goal scorer. So you, you you've got to appreciate you're up against some absolute quality here. But they need to take something tonight. There's no question from this game it's going to be really really tough Leanne um, and, and they could you never know more on that coming up on the programme we're also still looking well looking forward to the League Cup final given that it was only a few days ago Aberdeen got through against Hibs your old club Andy Hibs um, they had some chances but yeah. yet again the last couple of weeks they've gone off the pace and for yeah. the Dons they're you know you never know who's going to turn up yeah, I, I, yeah I was at the Hibs game last week 2-2 game with uh, Ross County I'm going to their game tomorrow with uh, St Mirren right. and they're very much up and down mm. I mean I think they're just so talented from middle to front I just think they give away far too many cheap goals horrendous goals and they can't they haven't been able to sort themselves out defensively be a strong defensive unit for a lot of seasons now and I think that's a a real problem uh, for the new manager Nick Montgomery it's the consistency for Hibs isn't it in, in regards to the defensive responsibilities because you look at them they went to Ibrox they got it completely wrong um, they then fixed that the week later they they keep a clean sheet against Celtic because they work out in terms of the roles and responsibilities of the wide players in midfield that you need to double up you need to work back the way but I do think it's been an issue it's been an ongoing issue the defensive um, frailties of them Nick Montgomery, I think he'll do okay though. You know, I've seen enough from them in, in spells. It's just that consistency level just now. But you need to remember he's he's coaching and working with a group of players that are not his own. And he'll be another manager that'll be knocking the door, I'm sure, come January and saying, let me bring in two or three, possibly four, um, that can be my players that'll be here for the future looking forward. Because even guys like a Stevenson and Hanlon, you just wonder yeah. if it's now... You know, is the changing of the guard that you're going to need to bring in some players that are going to be mainstays because Montgomery's going between 
the old garden, the new garden. Right. It's yeah. such, sure. it neither changing. of it's really working. Yeah. You're yeah. not getting that same level of consistency as I say, but they were bitterly disappointed when you heard yeah. the, the post-match interview from the manager. And the next hour I'll ask you about St Mirren here in the West. The Buddies, uh, what a start to the season. And that's a, a big game for them tomorrow night as well. Rangers through to the final. Philippe Clement was speaking about, well... James Tavenier, what can you say about this guy? 111 goals. Yeah, very good. Not only about goal scoring, yeah, because first place is a defender. So that's his first job. But uh, I like a collective way of attacking with uh, with a lot of people. And uh, he's important in that way. From the right side, um, he's a leader by example also in the dressing room. But it's difficult for me to pick out now today one player. I did it with him also with the change at the end. Um, but the very positive thing that uh, for me is that this dressing room have several leaders. And we have several leaders who stepped up from the first day, who are doing the good things, who are really focused to help the young lads to, to understand the story as fast as possible. And it's an important thing as a, as a manager to have several players in your dressing room that you have like your right hand. So Tev is one of those. He knows how to strike a ball, Andy, doesn't he? Tavernier. Yeah, he does. Just listening to yeah. Clement there, I wouldn't have known who the leaders were in the Rangers dressing room before he's come in. And I think obviously they have improved and maybe their running stats are, are a bit better, something that I might have highlighted when he came in because I don't think they were they were running enough. He's already he's hinted at a level of yeah. fitness that mm -hmm. maybe uh, should, should be better in, in general. In any event, he has made... Um, his mark initially I think he knows there's he needs more quality uh, with regards to Tavernier I'm just amazed at the amount of criticism he gets I know that he can be found out defensively but the the return that he has given Rangers in the time that he's been here has been truly remark, remarkable for a right back his stats you, you cannot argue with I, I, I don't know if I've criticised Tavin in the sense that um He's come in for a lot of criticism of late, but I don't know if he is an out-and-out -out captain other yeah. than his stats. And and I'm looking at players that I've played with and over the years, and I look at, in the men's game, you know, captains that I've probably looked up to and, and clear leaders in teams that you can see. At times, looking at the old firm, Barry Ferguson, for example, Celtic, Neil Lennon, the way he would have performed at times and the way you would take games with the scruff of the neck and they clearly lead a Roy Keane at Manchester United yeah. clear leaders I don't think Tavernier is a clear leader and what he has been in his time at Rangers is a serial loser so at some point I think now what you're getting for the fans is whilst everything else at the club is changing the one thing that's remained a constant is your captain has remained the same and still there's a lot of the same problems persist so I don't doubt that Tavernier is an unbelievable player. He's a top-end footballer in terms of his quality in the ball, his deliveries, his assists. I think defensively he can always be better, but a lot of that is, is perhaps the onus that's on him to join the attack at times, that he's left vulnerable and exposed. But I think for Tavernier at times it's a pressure that he, he, he often doesn't need. And yeah. I wonder if it would free up his personality a little bit more who, when he doesn't carry... Who is the captain? Who, probably Buckland for absence. me would be the one... Just now, yeah. Jack okay with that with a keeper? Yeah. I, I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, I think no when you issue. look at guys even like Craig Gordon, you know, he's led hearts and yeah. over the years there's, there's probably not too many goalkeepers that have, have been the captain but certainly I think when you look at even Rangers, Alan McGregor might not have wore the armband at times but was a clear leader on the pitch so I think Butland gives you those same qualities. Rebecca's here with the news next then we're back more after this. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Well, in the first hour on this Champions League night, we heard Brendan Rodgers saying a point is a must or points tonight up against Atletico Madrid. We're with Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney, Andy Walker. Tomorrow night it's going to be Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant will be talking about a famous Celtic performance in Madrid. I think the only person in the Celtic squad who played the last time they were up against them in, was that 2011, 2012? James, James Forrest, Forrest, who scored at the weekend. He scored every every season for Many 15. Seasons. Wow. Isn't it? Fantastic. No, isn't it? It's just yeah. great consistency. Do you think real... he's underrated, Andy? Even um, now? Um, well, by some Celtic supporters, yeah. undoubtedly, probably not in and around the the ground. His teammates, the coaching staff. He's been doing it for so long. Mm. He's a he's a serial winner. Do you think he is? Are we? A bit I think un- so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, I think he's a top player. Even now, when he comes on to games, you can just see the quality that he's got. His understanding, his awareness, even his goal that he gets at the weekend. It's just you can't teach that type of movement and understanding and, and recognising your teammate in the areas that they're in and when they're going to deliver and stuff but he's a, he's a top player he's a top pro and that's an unbelievable record to go 15 consecutive seasons frightening could he come on tonight could he score a goal because they might need you know as people say these days legs Andy you yeah might, I don't yeah. think he'll start but no, I think you're sure. dead right but he could yeah. come on he could be used to do a job hopefully Celtic are winning and he is on to uh, to ensure that he can, they can get all three points. And do you know what I love? What he did at his testimonial year, the dinner was what, three, four weeks ago, and from the whole year, the golf day, um, up at Kathkin Brays, and from the game in July, end of July, beginning of August, a portion of it has gone to Celtic Foundation, doing great work in the community, and also the Kilbride Hospice. And I think that's absolutely great, isn't it? Because Brilliant. he probably could have gone to for more money to England at some point. Yeah, no, he's one of those players he, he's offered up real loyalty yeah. throughout his career and, and still the way that he conducts himself. And as I say, he's a top pro. Um, you can see that he's one of these guys that just flies under the radar. I don't think he's ever been front and centre of anything. Um, but he's been an absolute mainstay and he, his record and his stats for Celtic Football Club certainly do speak volumes. Hopefully we'll bring you the Celtic uh, team news and also Atletico before we finish at five tonight. I'm sure we will. We're watching the UEFA, the Champions League website we might even hear the music as well Big Davey's been on from Straven saying Leanne's going for Jack Butland as the next captain of Rangers Andy Walker who would you go for Who? I mean at some point somebody will succeed him yeah Who's I haven't seen be? anyone yeah. with leadership qualities maybe Goldson uh, is the natural one centre half uh, he's, he's he's consistent in, in my view I know he's had uh, a couple of injury uh, problems yeah. but um I don't see anyone else that has got uh, leadership qualities there and that I think that has been part of the problem at Rangers. When when you listen to Philippe Clement say, yeah, I like the look of five or six, I don't know whether he's um, you know exaggerating a little bit or he's wanting to give a boost to the dressing room, but um, I think he knows what he's talking about and he knows that he wants more leadership, maybe in every area of the pitch. Does it work with goalkeepers as captains? What do you feel? I mean, um, Craig Gordon... 
Do you know, yeah. I've played in teams where you, you, you've obviously got a captain, but mm. you've got captains all over the pitch. And when, I mean, the best captain I played under was Roy Aiken, right. with, without any shadow of a doubt. It, his will to win was something I hadn't seen before. His energy, his drive, uh, and the type of player, the type of teammate you did not want to let down. So you just see Roy leading by example, and you you tried to. You tried to be a good teammate for him. Your worst captain ever? <laughs> You're not going to tell us. I know we don't pay enough money no. for that. No. no. I'm, I'm, I know. Leanne, best captain you ever it's, played? There's probably been a few, to be fair. Leanne Ross was was a mainstay yeah. at Glasgow mm-hmm. City. Yeah. Um, a bit like a tavernier in the sense that, you know, the, the um, onus was on her in terms of set pieces, corners, penalties, free kicks. Nobody ever got to take a set piece for about right? 10 years at Glasgow City when, yeah. when Leanne was captain. Do you resent that a little um, bit? A wee uh, bit. I yeah. could see that. It there, took for yeah. me to go to Motherwell to remember I could actually hit a corner, to be fair. Um, were, were, you, were you a captain? On the pitch, I, yeah. I, I would lead. Yeah, I would like to think people would, would look at me as a leader. Um, and it never, I was never a captain. I filled in as a captain in certain moments. Um, but like you're saying, Andy, you could look round the pitch and there was, mm. you know, if the captain was getting subbed off, you could have gave it to five or six players in my time at, at Glasgow City. The national team as well, very similar. When you think about players like Rachel Corsi, who's still there in yeah. captain mm. in the side, but players like a, a Kim Little, who at times was vice-captain, a different type of captain who, a bit more quiet in the way she went about things, but led by example in terms of performance. Um, no, there's been a, a fair few over the years who were, were top drawer, certainly. What we're going to say about Caroline Weir, despite the injury, the ACL, we know about it. How long has she been out for? Not um, long now. She no. just had her op um, maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, so she's on the road to recovery, but she'll be at least nine months, I would, would assume. And she's been named, despite that, La Liga's Player of the Year 2023. Last season, fantastic. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, i seen it on social media yeah. um, yesterday or the day before, which... For her even now, I think the fact that she's out injured, it'll give her that extra boost and spring in her step, just that recognition from your fellow pros as well. But we, she's all, we all know, sadly, that pain of the nine months, maybe even longer, mm. of getting back to full mm. fitness with that injury. It's, yeah. uh, it's a shocker. Oh, it's torture. But she looks, she's in a good place, you know, following a lot of our social media updates. I know a few of the, the national team players who keep in touch with her more regularly. I think she's in a, a good place. She's at a top club. She's been well looked after and she's got yeah. every bit of technology and, and resource mm-hmm. at hand that's going to aid her recovery just now. Have you messaged her? Do you keep in touch? Bits and pieces, yeah, yeah. back and forward, obviously, mm-hmm. just after her injury. Um, and then, as you yep. as you do now in this modern day world, you re- react to tweets sure. or yep. Instagram posts. So I had reacted to the news that she had been awarded that. Are we, all, are we all going over in the summer? Well, you won't be probably because you're going to be busy. That's the first time you've seen Andy since the great news. So you keep him well. Listen, we yeah. can go in the summer. The summer's fine. Exactly, it's only up yeah. until March that we've written off travel. And it's not too far, Germany to Madrid. No, it's definitely not. It's not. not that far. No. And Caroline, we spoke about Madrid yeah. earlier. You guys have been. You've said it's fantastic. Yeah. And certainly speaking to Caroline a while back on the podcast mm. as well, she's loving it, loving life over there. Um, no wonder. Is she familiar with the lingo? Is she... She's... Doing lessons, yeah, I think she's picking it up. And I think when you're in that environment as well, and a lot of the players yeah. speak the Spanish as well, it's it's easier for her to pick up and she'll have no excuses now that she's not on the pitch as well. He's got a wee bit of Spanish. Yeah, on, I bumped into you in the South of Spain a couple <laughs> of times then. at La Cala. In no, fact, no. we went there in a golf, <laughs> um, which was for, for Cash Has he got a bit, has he? Well. Has he got a oh, bit? he's got a bit, yeah, oh, he likes a wee cafe sombra. <laughs> I remember. Huge game this weekend, Leanne, really close to your heart. Uh, your cousin, Lynn, 
who died what a year ago. Yeah, it'll be so, a year come Friday. Yeah, um right, yeah. so tenth of November. But we've got a, yeah. a charity football game on Saturday up at the Firhill Complex. Um Celebrating her life. Celebrating her yeah. life, absolutely. She was a huge football fan. Um she would tune into this show as well. Um so it's an opportunity to bring all the, the kind of family friends together, former colleagues. A lot of people just that used the Firhill Complex as well. She worked there for over twenty years, so a lot of people that, that knew her over that time as well. And the outreach has been brilliant. The, we've set up a Just Given page, which will go to Marie Curie. Um, oh, in terms of the forgive end, me, what age was here. she? She was forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah. There's yeah. a picture there. Look at her just there beaming. So right, kickoff time. One o'clock. One o'clock on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, and, and there's a family fun day as well indoors. We've got a bouncy castle and stuff for the the kids. Um, hopefully the weather is is good. Though we'll get out and cheer on the game just unfortunately I'll not be pulling a strip on this year but I think it'll be something that we'll look to to make it a regular occurrence every year and, and celebrate it and we've got some fantastic raffle prizes as well what have you got? Um, well listen there's one of the ones that I'm definitely going to auction off which is a signed Aaron Hickey Brentford top which is fantastic um, Stephen Whitaker is given us a, a match worn Rangers top from the 2009 season as well yeah, um, yeah. league winning season and then loads of different things, teeth whitening, uh, beauty vouchers, restaurant vouchers. Uh, just teeth whitening. I need that. No, no, no. So no. So listen. Hopefully, it's a good day. Yeah. As I say, it's about remembering Lynn and bringing everybody yeah. together, and, and certainly at a place that she spent an awful lot of time. So we're looking forward to it. And there's over four thousand already raised. I'm just looking over at them. Over four thousand. Yeah, the just given well, pages is incredible so, so far. So we'll continue to share that between now and Saturday, and it'll okay. probably remain open for the the kind of next week beyond and keep an eye on my Twitter as well because that's most likely where the, the auction will be we'll for the, okay. the match worn shirts as well that will be up there I'll go on tonight and uh, we'll donate there and you get the gift aid as well so if you can go on to Just Giving and donate donate absolutely yeah. yeah no it's on my I say on my social media both Instagram and, and Twitter for anybody that would like to chip in great but I appreciate it thanks very much guys Ab absolute pleasure and you're keeping well Keeping yeah, well, yeah, it's good. been good, yeah. yeah. Last couple of weeks I've been I've been yeah. flying, so um, back exercising, more active, cleaning the house top to bottom, emptying all the cupboards that you Takes think you you're going to fill with absolute <laughs> nonsense. So, no, roll on March. Fantastic. Leanne, we wish you... You'll not be playing, though, at the weekend. I'm no. not playing, not no. Listen, if there's a penalty yeah. shootout, I might get the boots yeah. on. Marianne's yeah. already warned me, although yeah. I did think she gave me permission to do that. So, okay. yeah. um, maybe get a wee penalty a Tavernier free kick maybe yeah. something along those lines but just to be there will be special it's great it's the kindness of people isn't it because she's missed so much but it's it's great that you celebrate it that's you know, it no her, that's what it's life. about yeah, yeah. And, and every little helps to charity you know that Paul as well yeah, with the work sure. that you're doing and how much it it benefits people and mm. supports people and even when you know it's for Lynn it was that end of life care with Marie yeah. Curie yeah. but it was so important and so significant to the people around her as well and you want other people to have that same support Really, really important. It's lovely she listened to the show as well. I mentioned yesterday, um, he was in here briefly, Martin Compson, you know, D.I. Yeah, yeah. Arnold, oh, great yes. actor. <laughs> and uh, I met him on uh, Friday. I'd met him before years ago. In fact, you mm -hmm. know, when he was at Morton, I remember reporting on it, he was there briefly. And he said, oh, enjoy the programme. And uh, he mentioned about Barry <laughs> and the uh, the cheerleader oh, no. call with Derek. But he was laughing. He said it was great. You know, oh, really? Barry Ferguson's really <laughs> fair. But isn't that amazing? He lives in Las Vegas. And he said, oh, right away. I said, okay. Is I that what he dressed up as at Halloween? Maybe he was. Apparently some people did, didn't they? <laughs> Big Celtic man, yeah. isn't he? He is indeed. Still, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. He still follows him, does he? He does, from indeed. He, he spoke football, yeah. yeah. Mad uh, Tartan Army uh, as well, he is. Yeah, well, he in does. Scotland. Sure. seen a lot yeah. of his social media He'll be in Germany well. next year then. Uh-huh. Yeah, be. for sure. Might be in Madrid tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, maybe I think he's off to Vegas. That sound is the one I know. Yeah, <laughs> get his schedule at he's hand. Off to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Any more questions? Uh, you'll have to call him. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. It's Champions League night. We're just gearing up for Atletico against Celtic. The latest in the early kickoffs. There were no goals a few moments ago. Just check there. Shakhtar names that nil nil at the moment with Barcelona. Thirty three minutes gone. And Dortmund. I think there's just a goal coming in now. It's saying one nil Dortmund against New. Newcastle, no name up yet, Andy. But uh, for Eddie well, they won in yeah. uh, Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. was a big blow for for the Geordies. But um, yeah, still a bit of time yeah. for Newcastle to get back. It was full Krug it after twenty six minutes. So what? They're just they're just past the the half hour mark there. When you look at the yeah. Newcastle fans, I followed it today. Aye. A lot of it on Sky Sports News I had on, and they're like. Scottish fans I think when you Mm -hmm. see them in places I know everybody loves their football and we're probably slightly biased but I do think the Geordies you can relate in terms of being a Glaswegian as well and they've absolutely lapped up the build up in terms of that game tonight It's great when you're down there Leanne I don't know if you've ever been to St James's but I've covered a couple of their games this season and it's such a big city and everyone wears a Newcastle strip it's really great and they've they've obviously really got behind their team uh, in the last few months it must be brilliant. I mean, this is an amazing city, but if you're Celtic, the days when you you know when you were playing sure. and you won, when you think back on it, did you realise you didn't get the chance to do the open top bus around the city? Yeah, we got promotion at Bolton. The first thing we did was have an open top bus mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't do that at Celtic at Rangers. Yeah. There is a, I think we all realise there's an ugly side to Celtic and Rangers, but... Um, you always enjoy the success because you know that was that was my club, and uh, to to be part of a, a winning team was just great. But Newcastle is some city in the ground. It's right in the centre, isn't it? Yeah. First time I went there, I couldn't believe how yeah. close it is to ten minute walk uh, to yeah. the train station. No, yeah. it's phenomenal. I, when it, my time at Notts County, yeah. I shared the house oh, yeah. with a Geordie, Carly Telford, uh, former oh. England international as well, and. She suffered some terrible times as a Newcastle <laughs> fan when I think back. Yeah. So I see her now lapping it up, her and her, her brother and her family and a lot of the posts yeah. and the games <laughs> they've been at and the Champions League nights and whatnot. So they've certainly had to bide their time. We've got the squad coming out tomorrow, haven't we, for the men's international quickly, coming up. How quickly these can... unbelievable. <laughs> it comes up so quickly. So we've got Georgia over there on the 16th. That's a week on Thursday, isn't it? The time Thursday, is flying Thursday, in. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, yep. and then Sunday, Scotland against Norway. Haaland, I think he's fit again. You saw him at the weekend? Yeah, I did, yeah. but I, I saw my uh, former teammate, Jan Aga Fjortoft, yeah. and uh, we spoke about Scotland, we spoke about Norway. He is still gutted that we were able to go over there and, and beat them in Norway. <laughs> he said that was the the changing moment in the group for Norway and yeah. for us, probably. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, you know, Haaland was taken off in that game. Half time he, he went off, He still he? doesn't yeah. understand it. But um, it was all three points for us and uh, a, a really huge three points at the time. Uh, they took him yeah. off. It was a strange time, wasn't mm. it, in that game? And it was a turning point. Well, but against Scotland it Jan, was Jan is still yeah. pretty sore about yeah. it so I mean, it, it was a blunder wasn't it oh it was because it was almost blunder. like job sure. done yeah. here we go and, and you know yeah. you know, from a Scotland perspective yeah. the players went yeah beauty <laughs> yeah. he's off let's go for it but they are I mean I think they're potential winners they, they could retain the trophy City 
And if I was to offer up any other potential winners, I'd probably go for Bayern Munich with Kane in such good form. Or Real Madrid, you never... Yeah. You never write them off. Yeah, Big Davy was on. He was asking that as well. I don't think I quite got to that. So you think um, Man City? City will be favourites. Yeah. And if, if they don't, I think a, a good right. shout would be Bayern, Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. Real Madrid are sure. always there, thereabouts. Leanne? You don't often get clubs retaining the Champions no, League, though, true. don't no. you? So I, probably sure. for me, would go it's against true. Man City mm-hmm. this year. But there'll be a few teams that will be there and thereabouts. The ones that Andy's mentioned, certainly, and you always usually get one a bit left field, perhaps, that get themselves to the semis yep. but you're right Kane he's on fire at, at Bayern Munich his goals yeah. <laughs> of his goal from the halfway line uh, was that last weekend? yeah brilliant yeah. execution top draw Fantastic. would Atletico be in that uh, conversation about winning it? if if they go back to how good they used to be defensively mm. I haven't seen yeah. that aspect of the play um, in uh, this season but I think they are capable of getting out of the group they're capable of winning a round maybe two but once you get in with the absolute elite, I can't see them going much further. Scotland squad, who should come into it, do you think, for these games? Any uh, any, any thoughts? He's not going to make much change. No, I don't, think he'll, I don't think he'll change yeah. too much at all, Paul. I think it'll be the, the same faces, um, not the same pressure either no. now, with the qualification being secured as well. So You want to get back to winning as well, don't we? I mean, we're through. Absolutely. That's fantastic. No, and that, that's what it'll yeah. be about, I think, is to get that winning feeling back among the group. And, um, you know, you've still without Tierney, Robertson, yeah. Yeah. two sure. huge players. Yeah. It'll be interesting whether he sticks to the same system or not, whether mm. he sticks to that back three or he, he perhaps looks to change it and um, accommodate the four just based on the personnel that he'll have available um, but no abs- uh, you want Scotland to get back to winning ways of course it would be a, a tricky double header as well away to Georgia and then at home certainly to Norway but what a fantastic atmosphere that will be at Hamden on Sunday night yeah. really am yeah, yeah. No, it'll, be, it'll be excellent and nothing short of what the players deserve in terms of that reception from the home fans and it just shows you how quickly things can change for an individual you look at someone like Ryan Porteous who when he was at Hibs you thought there's a guy that will never sign for a, a bigger club he's you know he's not got good discipline he's pantomime always wanting to get involved he's yeah. a bit of a pantomime villain there's a guy who's improved his, his game he's playing international football I'm not saying yeah. he's his first choice but he hasn't let anyone down in the games that he's played for Scotland and I, I think he's capable of becoming an even better player I like his range of passing mm. I saw him play in the middle of the park for Hibs a couple of times once at Ibrox where his passing was was top class so uh, sometimes international football can surprise you when uh, someone's given an opportunity I also think it just shows you that level of player that he's playing around there's no doubt when you go from club football as well up to international football you're playing with better players you know, you're playing with yeah. the best group of Scottish players there is and that has brought out the best in Ryan Portis and you're right Andy his, his range of passing is, is very good and I like the bravery in his play as well because he at times will look to find that through the eye of a needle pass into a central mm-hmm. midfielder which Scotland have got players that can handle the ball so they can they can deal with that they want those types of passes but a lot of times you maybe get centre-backs that will look to go and miss that one just because they're a bit unsure Ryan Portis sees that he's got a bit about him it's not an arrogance but he certainly backs his own ability and I think the move out of Scotland for him has been um, no, really well. significant mm-hmm. for him in, in terms of his, his all-round development as sure. a player and as a human being I think as well because he, he's been pretty grounded sure has Lewis Ferguson is in the conversation too see he was Rightly interviewed so. at the weekend in oh, Italian wow tremendous isn't it I was shown that on, on yeah. Saturday when yeah, they were in the studio yeah. Kenny McIntyre had showed me it actually and 
brilliant. That's what you you know when you talk about embracing that challenge, going abroad, you know, living in a different culture, yeah. meeting new people, bedding yourself in and selling yourself, and even that is a a sell on point of view from other clubs in Italy that might yeah. be looking yeah. at him because Juventus. I know his name's been yeah. mentioned. When you look at a player that's literally going to come in and fit right into that dressing room, he can speak the language, he can play the yeah. game, he totally gets it. He's a leader. He's wore the armband. He's ticked so many boxes in such a short space of time over there. It really wonder, is brilliant to see. You wonder if he'll make that next step and become an international player, get a full cap, get a full game, get a couple of games under your belt, be, being someone that oh, can't he do without him. Yeah. Um, so th these are the goals that he'll have and he's, I think he's capable of, of even more. And why not? We've got so many great midfielders, but Leanne, you were going to say No, that? I was yeah. going to speak there just as we were saying about captains and, and natural ah, leaders yeah. and whatnot mm. clearly Lewis Ferguson has got something because I don't imagine he's he's went there and put himself front and centre of everything but whatever his actions have been the dressing room's recognised that the coaching staff yeah. have recognised that and when you know your captain's not there and on the pitch he's the one that has been looked at of late so no it'll be great and I think he'll be certainly involved in that double header Paul no doubt quick break and then we're back the countdown is on to kick off the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Andy, we'll have the team news soon. Leanne too, just watching out for it for Atletico. Goal yeah. came in there just before the break. Shakhtar are up 1-0 yeah. uh, against Barcelona. Goal just before half-time, so that could be a bit of a shock. Barcelona, I don't think, are one of those that could win it. I mean, obviously very impressive, but a team in transition. Sure are, aren't they? Can we look forward to Rangers on Thursday? Aberdeen in action as well. It's going to be really tough for them against Pauk. What are you thinking about Rangers? This is a big game against Sparta here it in is. Glasgow. Yeah, no, yeah. but I think it's always, for both Rangers and Celtic, you look at it as a home advantage. Um, performance levels for Rangers have been OK to go over there and, and get the draw. Certainly the clean sheet, I think, was... Important, I think I'd said that in the, yeah. the build up to that. Yeah. Philip Clement could keep the consistency and the momentum, um, regardless of you know, you don't need to go there and win. But I think now you've gone, you've got the point away from home. For Rangers, have got to be looking to take maximum points at home, and I think they'll feel that. I think they'll have a confidence. I think the pressure and the fact now they can look forward to a cup final, you know, they've mm -hmm. got the, the semi final out of the way, league form has been okay, results wise, it's been good. And now you've got this opportunity and certainly there's a, a realistic expectation now for them to clearly get out of the group. Big Peter's been on, huge Rangers fan from Mercantile Chambers, head of security there. And he's been saying his son was home from Australia and the family and they enjoyed the games that they went to, pictures of them there and the socials of going to the... It seems the Rangers fans, I mean, because there was such discord, wasn't there, during the time for Michael Beale. Look, Michael Beale came with great expectations mm. great hopes maybe said too much but he gave it his best but the Rangers fans weren't having it I think they were so disappointed it's beginning to turn yeah no it looks that way um, it's going to take a little bit of time certainly yeah. I don't know how much you know if they can get the first piece of silverware before the turn of the year I think that will be massive for them and will at least make it a, a success in mm. terms of what the season looks like because you don't want to go trophyless um, and the fact that Celtic are out of that competition it adds more pressure to that cup final so it's a must win for them against Aberdeen but the reality is Andy had spoke about it earlier about recruitment we've both mentioned that I think Rangers need to 100% strengthen but 
Philip Clement knew what his remit was when he came in and it was to steady the ship and to make it more positive than what it had looked like under Michael Beale. And so far, in a short space of time, he has managed to do that. So the only other thing that can add to that is winning games because that's where you breed a winning group. That's where you breed mentality. That's where you breed a dressing room that is hungry and has that real desire to succeed is when you win games and it builds and it builds and it builds and it keeps everybody on board, even the players that are not at times involved that sit and watch and they're on the bench, they want to be part of it as well and they'll be hungry for it. He was asked, why did he make the switch at halftime with Todd Cantwell? It had several reasons. It was also because of the yellow card. I didn't want to take risk with that because I knew they would try to irritate Todd more. Also Scott with his specific qualities, but both of them can play that role. And also young Ross can play that role in a good way. So it's important as a, as a team to have several players who can play several positions. And if you can bring in fresh ones in the second half and another team gets, gets tired, it's an advantage. Okay, now it was in that way easier for Scott. In other games, it was for Todd who came in. So uh, no special things there. Scott Wright, born again footballer. Yes, a new manager, a new approach, maybe someone who believes in him, believes in his qualities. And uh, I think you see that from managers quite often, someone who's on a yellow card, someone that maybe picks up a cheap yellow and you, you just don't want to take a chance. And sometimes the, the threshold for a, a second yellow might be really, really low. So um, no surprise that you would take him off. And it absolutely worked. I think it shows you that... Um, all the players are buying into to what he's trying to do there. And that's the, the big thing that now when Philip Clement has come in is to get as many players on side as quickly as you possibly can. And as I, as I say, as a player, you only do that by feeling part of something and understanding what your role and responsibility is within the team. So there's no point in telling everybody you're part of this, you know, we're going in the right direction if you're never there and you're never used and you don't feature. And guys like Scott Wright have been given that opportunity. Young Ross McCausland, I think, has looked really good in the moments that he's come in. Certainly doesn't look out of place. And then you're managing guys like a Todd Cantwell who... There's an onus and a responsibility on, but he also recognises that he's perhaps <laughs> in certain moments not got the temperament to deal with the fact yeah. that Hearts might have put a bit of pressure on him at the weekend. So it's a big decision. Can he change his temperament? Would, would he lose anything from his game? I think you can always manage your temperament. I think you yeah. can understand that... You can improve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. The manager was asked afterwards about uh, Danilo, but as you know, he doesn't like to single out one player. Um, yes, OK, I will, we'll do that, but... Uh, I want to speak about everybody. That's a little bit my difficulty to point out some players because they're all important for me. But if you ask something about Danilo, um, he's, he's one of the guys who's focused in the details to do every time uh, what we want him to do in every situation to be in that position. And because of that, he's, he's well connected with, with all the players uh, around him. He's showing positive things. He comes out of a, an injury, so he's not top, top fit or not at his fittest for the moment. But with playing these games and getting these trainings under his belt and also next week when we can have an international week that we can go hard with some guys, he, he will grow more. But there are other guys also who will push. It's not, uh, it's not that uh, Danilo is guaranteed to, to, to play every game. You like the way it's been a good first 
three weeks for him, Andy, hasn't yeah. it, for him. Next few games, important. They all are, because he can't really slip you're, up. You're under yeah. the scrutiny every yeah. game you play. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned it earlier about consistency, making you a good player. We haven't really seen a great deal of consistency from the Rangers players in the early part of the season when you know, it cost Michael Beale his, his job. So um, there's a new manager in, there's a new approach. I think there's a new focus. Uh, I think he has given them a, a bit of a lift. And uh, it's maybe, as I've said before, maybe 18 months too late to get someone in who clearly has been round the block before, has experience of managing in the Champions League, in the Europa League. I think you're seeing that coming to the fore and just in general, he's very calm, he's very measured and, uh, you know, he's he's praising Danilo, but he's he's very keen to, to praise everyone and, you know, uh, give them all a lift you know talking about the team so often he, he speaks an awful lot about fitness as well and yeah. you know I, I know a lot of pundits that have spoken shows that have been on um, you're going a lot of them find it disrespectful that he's saying that the former manager has not had the team fit but I actually take from it a lot out with the Rangers players have been robust when you look at the amount of injuries that they've picked up and the players that are in and out of the team I think that in itself has to improve. Um, so I think you'll see over the next couple of weeks and he's alluded there to the international window as well, which is either a time only as a player you get a bit of time off. Um, but the sounds of the Rangers players that are not involved internationally won't be getting time off and you'll be in and you'll be working and looking to try and up to speed because it's so, so important, I think, to carry the, the scheduling and the fixture list that Rangers have got, particularly if they remain in Europe. You need a fit, robust squad that can handle the pressures and demands of every competition that they're involved in. And this weekend, Celtic have got Aberdeen, haven't they? At home, Rangers at Livy. Yes. So, because the fixtures have come round again, we're into phase two of the season. He was asked, how does he assess his first few weeks? I will never judge myself to the outside. I do it every day with myself. It's critical. <laughs> because every day I will make mistakes in this job. And I know, I know the story we want to build that it's a good story. Uh, I see everybody stepping into that story also, giving uh, the full uh, concentration to do it. And then you get fine football at the end with results. So we need to continue like that and not going now in a modus of satisfaction. That's the big danger now. So the players can be satisfied this evening and happy and enjoy their time with the family. But from tomorrow, I expect everybody to, to be focused again towards Prague because that's football. Uh, okay, we are in a final, but if you are in a final or semi-final or quarter-final, it doesn't make a difference. At the end, it's about winning something. We're not there yet. And on Thursday, we have a really, really big game. We still miss a couple of players. We, still, we also miss some players that I cannot select on Thursday because they are not on the European list that I didn't make in the beginning of the season. So it's a, again a puzzle and I expect everybody to be top because it's going to be a really hard game against Prague. We need to continue doing what we're doing with the ball and without the ball, all the small details. And I'm most satisfied about that, that the, the concentration and the, and the focus of the players these last couple of weeks, every game towards every detail we, we talked about, me and the analyst because it's a very important thing in our football. So he's not a magician. He's been left with a puzzle. It's like <laughs> a, a European list that I didn't make. Oh, bang. <laughs> Getting a wee dig in there, yeah. but it, it, it's absolutely fine. He's got his different uh, take on who might be able to make an impact on a, a European stage. He's perfectly entitled to it. 
I think there was a lot of questions though, wasn't there really? When you've looked at the Rangers squad, even the, the last game, there was no uh, identifiable left-back to cover right. Borna Barisic in the squad at all. So Yilmaz would be the one. I know there's the nationality thing. but Yeah, yeah. I know. So it is, it's a tricky thing. You know, and he's mentioned the word puzzle on a, a yeah. few occasions now. Um, but no, I like, as we said earlier on, I like listening to him. I think he's really straight in terms of what his expectations are. And, you know, you can tell he's a manager that's been around the block. He's got huge amounts of experience and he's proven at a, a very good level. Andy, in Europe, half time in both games, 1 0. Yeah, 1-0 yeah, yeah. for Shakhtar against Barca and 1-0 for Dortmund uh, in front of that yellow wall against Newcastle. And what happened? Any news of this afternoon? So is it the under-19s play? So Celtic would play The under-19s played in Madrid against Atletico under-19s and it was 4-0 for Before? Atletico. For Atletico. So, uh, that, that, so that's the type of game you would see a Rocco Vata yeah. who mm. played for Celtic there and he's got a bit of game time mm. for yeah. the first team but again so difficult for him to to try and get that on a regular basis. I imagine uh, if he's good enough, if somebody wants him, he should go out on loan and, and develop that way. Leanne, it's so tough, isn't it? You know, 4 0, it's the under 19s over there. Let's hope that's not good a good experience. Good experiences, though, yeah. all the same for yeah. those players to go and, and challenge themselves yeah. and play against players of the future, which they'll hope they, they will be themselves. But no, it, you just hope it's not a reflection of what the yeah. scoreline tonight will be. Team news coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, and heat pumps. Let's go. Here's the Celtic starting lineup for tonight. Hart, Johnson, Carter Vickers, Scales, and Taylor. No surprises there. McGregor is Bernardo in for Hatati and O'Reilly, Palma, Maeda, Kyogo. So yeah, no surprises, Leanne Creighton. No, it was as we expected. It was the one position, I think, was the middle of the pitch would be who Brendan Rodgers decided was the, the best fit to replace Rio Hitati. A huge loss, particularly in Champions League nights, no doubt about it. Bernardo, I don't know how many Celtic fans will be pleased at that choice, if I'm being honest. Um, we listened to Ross earlier on. He spoke about you know the backing of David Turnbull and, and understanding his reasoning and why he's at Celtic and the goals that he's scored in recent weeks and performances that he's put in. But... Whatever way you look at it, it's still a very strong Celtic lineup. Andy on the bench, Bain, Lagabielka, Phillips, Yang, Turnbull, Holm, O, Tomoki, Iwata, Forrest, Ralston, Welsh, and uh, Mikey Johnson. So Stephen Welsh actually on the bench there. Yeah, and I'm just having a look at the uh, Atletico Madrid side who've got Griezmann in from the start and Morata and Llorente, who I thought made a big difference when he came on at half-time a couple of weeks ago. He'll be there alongside uh, Coque, Sal Niguez. Um, this is a this is a really strong side. And Savage, you know, Axel Vic, Vitzel, um, really good, strong side. So that's as strong as I think Celtic um, can be. No real, yeah. um, no real injury problems. So should be a really great game. I'm hoping Celtic just yeah. come up with a same level of performance or as close as possible to it as they come up with a couple of weeks ago. Much more difficult away from home where the you know, the Celtic fans are putting a yard on your stride. They're desperate for you to do well, but uh, much more difficult tonight. Because the uh, Spanish team, they get that extra yard, don't they? What would you say, if you're the manager, Andy, and Liam, what do you say to your players then? 
in this cauldron going out there what do you do Celtic usually go all out do they go and, and their manager Simeone spoke about it yesterday Simeone said look Celtic have got pace high press we know to expect it what would you say Andy? Well, the, the biggest thing is keeping possession yeah. and Celtic away from home not been great yeah. at keeping possession yeah. they've not got their talisman last year of uh, Jota yeah. uh, can Maida uh, carry the ball he's the type of player that can carry the ball 20, 30, 40 sometimes 50 yards Palmer what can he come up with yeah. away from home he's a guy with great skill great ability can he carry the ball can he link up with Kyogo we all know that Callum McGregor is tremendous at um, at keeping possession even in the the tightest of areas so with him and uh, O'Reilly and Bernardo again getting an opportunity, he pretty much played 90 minutes a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So and you'll benefit a, from that. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And this is a, another great uh, opportunity and challenge for him. Leanne, what are you thinking? What are the, the positives then that Celtic could look for, especially in the early stages tonight? Well, it's their strongest team. Yeah. Oh, you know, without Hitati, uh, he'd be the only player that would come into that side. So that's a real bonus if you're going into play against top level opposition. You want to give yourself the best possible chance. As I mentioned earlier on, I think if you can take a, a few learning experiences from the game at Celtic Park, the problems that they caused, how you nullify the threat of Atletico the quality that they've got up front, so defending your box is absolutely paramount. Limiting the opportunities that Atletico have to put the ball into your box is paramount, so no silly fouls, no silly free kicks, no turnovers in possession that come from you in possession. So those transitional moments are absolutely vital, as Andy's saying, take care of the ball. I think Celtic need to use Maeda, not even necessarily in possession to get up the pitch, but use him to go beyond and to stretch the game. His energy is most effective out of possession, the way he forces the opposition to make mistakes. And then you hope that Kyogo can have one of his nights where you have that moment of magic, the same level of quality and link-up play with the midfield as he showed in, in the home game. Palmer, I think he's come on leaps and bounds in recent weeks. I think he really is settling into the Celtic way. I thought he made a difference when he came on at the weekend. Um, you could just see the difference in his end product in comparison to Yang, who had started the game just a different level and I think you can see the confidence his execution and his shots from distance no David Turnbull tonight so you take that out of the Celtic performances in recent weeks Palmer needs to be that player Matt O'Reilly what a season he's having Andy tonight it's a great chance for him everyone's spoken about him here we see his quality is this a game where it's going to be tough they'll be oh, on if, him, he, if he can link up with Kyogo the yeah. way they did in the yeah. early stages in Glasgow a couple of weeks ago my goodness I just I just didn't see a better goal in Europe um, across that midweek in the Champions League or Europa League. I thought it was really terrific. So he is someone who's really catching the eye in Scotland. But not only that, you go down south and you listen to people talking about Celtic and they talk about Matt O'Reilly because he was maybe someone that the bigger clubs could have snapped up while he was at MK Dons. One and a half million pounds. Isn't it? He's one of the great signings. And I love that they said you won't see a better goal than that Celtic goal the other week. The first goal. Yeah, I don't think so. And um, in the Champions League programme yeah, Celt afterwards. Celtic have done, yeah. Celtic have yeah. done this uh, a good number of times. Yeah. Snapped up someone for one, two, uh, even sometimes a bit more with the likes yeah. of Odson Edward yeah. who went for a, a pretty penny as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know how long he will be at Celtic, but if he keeps playing the way he is... I'm sure someone with a big bucks will come in for him. He, what, must, he must be enjoying his time, is all I was, I was yeah. going to say. I caught a snippet on social media today. I, th I think it was off 
maybe the Celtic podcast or something that had been shared um, and they were speaking about his time in, in Glasgow and arriving and coming from a, a, a smaller club if you like um, and just speaking about being noticed in the street and you know people basically chasing after him which he says like is a pretty cool thing you know yeah. and, and it took for that to happen almost from him to realise the magnitude of the club that he was at and the fact that people know exactly who mm. you are and that when you walk about Glasgow basically yeah. everybody's yeah. got all eyes on you so um, he's lived up to that he's such a young player as well I think it's um, really inspirational to any young football that's looking to try and make it in the game when you look at Matt O'Reilly performance levels the way he handles himself and the performances that he's shown at the, the top end in terms of Champions League has been different class and Leeds wanted him just a couple of months ago in August yeah. they, they were in with a £10 million bid but apparently he didn't want to go no, I mean it, he realises Champions League Celtic and perhaps a bit of that is, is a bit of loyalty and understanding where he is and, and also understanding that his career is, is still very early on and that other opportunities if he keeps doing what he's doing they will present themselves and you don't need to jump every time somebody comes and knocks the door but what you better believe is that Leeds will still have an eye on him yeah. there will still be another bid at some point I would imagine and there will be another queue out the door I would imagine at Celtic well, Park that must be looking at him if you threw another club at him if you threw Spurs at him yeah. then I think he would want to go And uh, but I mean Celtic have yeah. uh, got him in a long term contract so they'll be they'll be well rewarded for him Andy your pre-match preparation is always impressive it always has been at Sky and here on the Go Radio Football Show what about the referee what can you tell us about him because he's, he's got some uh, and I've got the daily record in the sun here if you Go need on. it he's got some history with Celtic so this is Ronnie Dyla days it's the Slovakian exactly Ivan Kruzelik Kruzialik and uh, you will remember he sent off Virgil van Dijk. Are you allowed to send off van Dijk? <laughs> and he booked five other Celtic players in the game with Inter Milan in Europa League back in 2015. Uh, Do you remember him? No, I don't. But I think you're you're dead right to highlight any sort of discipline. I mean, you saw the Spurs players last night losing their discipline and mm. eventually costing their team three points. I think when you listen to Brendan Rodgers in a couple of the earlier matches mm. in the Champions League, he spoke about a naivete... Uh, you know about some tackles that were made penalties that were given away and uh, these are important matters in any game yeah. um, discipline is really key stuff the The last thing you want to do is go down to, to 10 men you, you won't get anything out of the game if that's the way you're approaching it here's Brendan Rodgers looking back in that previous game but we can take a lot of confidence from it for, for a number of reasons I think that uh, the football and the level of football that we played was was fantastic um, the second half, we, we showed our adaptability in the in the game because it's the modern game. You know, if you're a if you're a team that is that is really dominant in your in your sort of national league, then you may not have to change system so much. You can stay very much uh, with that one system. For us, the, the flexibility in the game is important. If we do have to change, it doesn't take away from our style. We always want to be a team that is aggressive, that uh, looks to to play the way we want to play, uh, no matter whatever the system is. So that adaptability is is important. So I was really pleased with with that in the in the first game, but also our style in terms of looking to impose the game, uh, and we want to do similar tomorrow. Just over an hour away from kickoff. So Atletico, Old Black, of course, is a, a top keeper. They've got Molina, Jimenez, Vitzel, Hermoso, and Raquel May, Barrios, Coke, 
and Griezmann, the international star, Morata. They both scored, of course, the other week, and Correa. And Celtic at full strength, obviously, apart from Hatati, or you could say it could have been Turnbull, but it's uh, it's going to be Bernardo. So Hart and goals, Johnson, Carter Vickers, Scales and Taylor, O'Reilly McGregor and Paolo, Maeda, Furuhashi, Kyogo and Palma. Uh, just looking at Carter Vickers as well, because he was missing the last time. I know he came on late, um, but he's had a few games under his belt now. Yeah, he's back up to speed. Um, huge player for Celtic. Absolute stalwart at the back and they'll need him tonight. I think he's one of those players, he's a, a silent leader, goes about his business quietly, deals with the ball, handles it really well in and out of possession. And I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will, will be delighted that he's now, as you say, back up to speed, games under his belt and he'll be ready for tonight. Big Joe Hart as well. He's in a good season, Andy. This is going to be a big yes. test for him. Yeah, he'll be tested tonight. He needs to be on top form. He'll be asked to make a number of saves. They'll definitely have uh, a lot of possession. They'll definitely have pops at goal. Uh, and you just want Joe Hart in uh, top form. And if he is, Celtic have got a chance. If you're Brendan Rodgers, is there a handshake at the start with Simeone? I know he's famous <laughs> for not doing it. He kind of patched him the other week, didn't he? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty rude. It was yeah. pretty... Uh, I mean, I, I was Brendan Rodgers. I wouldn't have been holding my hand for that length no. of time. But... Um, no, this is Diego Simeone all over yeah. and his team can act in a strange manner too but Celtic just need to be aware of everything that's going on around them as long as they've got good discipline. I think the best thing they can do is keep the ball, um, pass it really well, have good possession, try and get up the park and and create some chances for themselves. Come back to this game in a moment or two before we go, Leanne. What about Thursday night? Is it going to be too tough for Aberdeen against Pauk? Or- um... No, I Maybe don't know. Not. I don't okay. know. No, they've, they've given a, a kind of decent account of themselves at times. Just that defensive frailty that yeah. we spoke about with them as well. Sometimes they're on it, sometimes they're off it. But again, the weekend might have given them that air yeah. of confidence that they need. And Rangers here in Glasgow against Sparta. I fancy Rangers. Yeah, I think they'll they'll get the win. Yeah, also two one or something. Maybe yeah. you know goals yeah, in the game, but I, I don't think they'll get it all their own way. I can't see Aberdeen winning. But I can see Rangers winning at home, having gone away to Prague and got the uh, got the point. I think they can do better at home. And tonight, final thoughts then, Leanne, what do you think is going to happen? I think best case for Celtic would be a score draw, potentially, but I think it would be really tough. Atletico edge it for me, again, 2-1, maybe 3-1. 2-1, maybe 3-1, yeah. Andy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm just hoping for the best, but I just can't see it. I think this is always going to be the toughest um, away game and I would imagine Atletico will win it by a couple of goals, maybe 2-0. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Pleasure, Paul. Good Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Leanne. Have a great game at the weekend as well. Thank you. Looking forward to that on Saturday. OK, we're back tomorrow night at 5. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Chris Mitchell is up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.